Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Friday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. It is in Christ that we were claimed as God's own, chosen from the beginning, under the predetermined plan of the one who guides all things as he decides by his own will, chosen to be, for his greater glory, the people who would put their hopes in Christ before he came. Now you too, in him, have heard the message of the truth and the good news of your salvation, and have believed it. You too have been stamped with the seal of the Holy Spirit of the promise the pledge of our inheritance, which brings freedom for those whom God has taken for his own, to make his glory praised. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-stringed lute, sing him songs. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. They are happy, whose God is the Lord the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, he sees all the children of men. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Alleluia, alleluia. Lord, let your mercy be on us, as we place our trust in you. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The people had gathered in their thousands so that they were treading on one another. 
and Jesus began to speak, first of all to his disciples. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, that is, their hypocrisy. Everything that is now covered will be uncovered, and everything now hidden will be made clear. For this reason, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in hidden places will be proclaimed on the housetops. To you, my friends, I say, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. I tell you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has the power to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Can you not buy five sparrows for two pennies? And yet not one is forgotten in God's sight. Why, every hair on your head has been counted. There is no need to be afraid. You are worth more than hundreds of sparrows. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Over the last few days, we've been hearing this controversy between Jesus and the Pharisees. Jesus was invited by one of the Pharisees to dinner, and he starts ripping into them. Alas for you Pharisees who pay your tithe of mint and rue, and yet you overlook justice and the love of God. Alas for you lawyers, because you load on men burdens that are unendurable, burdens that you yourselves don't lift a finger to lift. Alas for you who build the tombs of prophets, the men your ancestors killed. Alas for you lawyers who have taken away the key of knowledge. You've not gone in yourselves and have prevented others going in who wanted to. I mean, talk about a tense meal. Uh, it comes to a close, and we, we heard at the end of the gospel yesterday that the Pharisees then started plotting, looking for ways to trap Jesus, looking for ways to catch him out with tricky questions, ways to undermine his support, to make the public lose confidence in him. Now, I think that's very revealing about what's most important to the Pharisees. It's public opinion. You can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to undermine the confidence that the crowds have in Jesus. I think that reveals to us the priority that the Pharisees have. You know, constantly peppering Jesus with questions, trying to lay traps for him, you know, put him on the horns of a dilemma so that he has to choose between one thing that's wrong and another thing that's wrong so they can pounce on him and say, see, you're wrong. And then the public would be assured that, you know, the Pharisees, they're really the ones who know their stuff. And, you know, Jesus, bit of a upstart carpenter, doesn't really know his business. What is it that counts then for the Pharisees? And it's public opinion. It's what others think. It's their reputation. They're not asking these questions in order to discover the truth. Actually, on Sunday, this coming Sunday, we'll have a really good example of the Pharisees doing exactly that. You know, they'll ask Jesus about whether or not it's legitimate to pay taxes to Caesar or not. They're not asking a genuine question. They're just looking for a way to ensnare Jesus. No, their questioning is not about seeking the truth. It's all about swinging public opinion, because that's what they care about. Well, this really tricky dinner with the Pharisees has now come to a close, and Jesus goes back to his business of teaching the crowds, and he's now got thousands flocking to him, we hear. 
be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees. That is, their hypocrisy. All right, so we've got two things there that Jesus calls them. Firstly, yeast. Secondly, hypocrites. Now, I think if we pause and look at those two things, it becomes very revealing to us of what's going on in the Pharisees and why Jesus warns the crowds about them. So, first off, yeast. This is actually an image that's a little bit ambiguous, um, to be perfectly honest, because there's one context in which Jesus uses yeast as a really good comparison. He says, look, you know, you add a tiny little bit of yeast to the dough and it has the power to leaven the whole dough. And so Jesus says, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like that. The tiniest amount can have an extraordinary impact on the whole. But, you know, in Hebrew culture, leaven has got a pretty bad reputation as well. Because when you're celebrating the Passover... What you need to have is unleavened bread. You know, you need to have bread that hasn't been touched by the influence of yeast. Uh, And so what they would do, and, you know, um, Orthodox Jews still do this today, is that in the lead up to Passover, they will have a major, major spring cleaning of the house. Uh, And this is done in order to get rid of all of the yeast of the house. Because we know how powerful it is. A tiny little bit of yeast can corrupt the whole dough. So you need to make sure that all of it is gone. Yeast in this sense is understood as a kind of corrupting influence, of removing purity and of turning things sour. Like a sourdough, right? So Jesus says, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. And then adds, this yeast... It's their hypocrisy. Now, interestingly, that word hypocrisy, a hypocrite, was a theatrical term. A hypocrite was someone who put on a mask or a costume um, in order to assume the persona of someone else. In ancient Greek theatre, the persona was, in fact, the mask that an actor would wear, that this is who you would portray Uh, And hypocrisy, then, was the ability to put on a mask and impersonate, to present yourself as someone other than who you in fact are when the mask is removed. That's a hypocrite. Now, interestingly, in ancient times, especially in ancient Greece, um, actors weren't really admired. They may well have been famous, but they weren't admired because they had the ability to impersonate someone else. And so you never really knew who you were dealing with. What mask is being worn here? Well, Jesus seems to be tapping into this very tradition in order to warn the crowds about the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. You just never know with these Pharisees who you're talking to because they're very, very good actors. They're about gaining public opinion. They're about winning over the crowd. They're about portraying, impersonating. They're about hypocrisy. So, says Jesus, the masks that they wear will be uncovered. Everything that is now covered, says Jesus, will be uncovered, and everything now hidden will be made clear. The masks will be removed. 
and what will be exposed is that which remains. I think that's a pretty familiar concept in English too, right? Like, don't we despise people who are two-faced? Jesus speaks in other parts of the gospel about the need for simplicity as opposed to duplicity, for doubleness, right? Simplicity in terms of singleness. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, says Jesus. Don't play these games of double dealing and of looking for the approval of the crowd. Don't act and don't try and gain applause. This isn't a play. What wins out in the end is the truth. The masks of hypocrisy are uncovered and the truth is exposed. So what's the worst thing then for a hypocrite? To be unmasked. And that's pretty much what Jesus has done to the Pharisees. He's unmasked them. He's exposed them. So, what advice might Jesus give to a Pharisee? What's the smartest thing to do? Well, all of that energy that you've put into presenting yourself as a particular persona, what if you took that energy and used it to become the very persona that you've been portraying? What if you actually became holy and not just to appear to be holy? What if you became someone who was truly prayerful rather than someone who was admired by the rest for being prayerful? You might actually become a good Pharisee. You might actually become free of the preoccupation of reputation and of admiration. And you might actually lose the fear of being unmasked. Hypocrisy really is a yeast. A tiny little bit has the capacity to corrupt the whole. The alternative is integrity. To be the same through and through, in private, in public. To allow people to see our face and not merely some mask. Now that is freedom. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.